Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, using today for his morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, just thank you for today. Mm-hmm. Just thank you for providing us with your grace and mercy, Lord, so that we're able to walk in it, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us the interpretation of the word so that we're able to understand it, Lord, and apply it to our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' mighty amen. name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we get into the Word. We're continuing our study in the book of Acts, and this morning we are continuing our discussion in Acts chapter 3, still covering down on verses 13 through 41. So, if you're just joining us, strongly encourage you to pause the lesson now, or pause this episode now, and give yourself the time and opportunity to read that section of Scripture, just to make it easier to follow along with us in the discussion. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that does include you putting your own eyes on the scriptures and giving the Holy Spirit a time to minister to you and then coming together with us so we can communicate and commune together over his word and fellowship with him. Amen to that. All right. And for, for the rest of us right now, the floor is open as is our custom to give you the time and opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you Mm -hmm. and to ask any questions that you have. Mm -hmm. So who'd like to begin? Well, I think I will today. Oh, good. I remembered (laughs) what I wanted to talk about in the last um, episode. And it was back to what you, yes, glory to God, that was Holy Spirit helping me. He brings all things to our remembrance that he says to us. So remember that. It's the word of God. Um, the Charles, you mentioned about um, their plans, the people's plans um, to do things and how the Lord was still able to work in the midst of that. And I just wanted to touch bases on that for a little bit because there are things in God's divine plan that are set by his clock and they cannot and will not be altered. It doesn't matter what you do or don't do. God is going to work it because that's his will and his plan. He's going to take care of it. And, but also on the other side of it, um, Proverbs twenty one thirty says, there's no wisdom and no understanding and no counsel against the Lord. Amen. So whereas the adversary, like let's, let's take the birth of Jesus for an example, that was a fixed event on God's clock on his calendar. He said, my Messiah will come forth. The Messiah will come forth into the earth at this point. And there was nothing that the devil could do. There was nothing that Herod could do. There was nothing that anyone else could do to keep that from coming forth. But what they did have control over is what role they played in it, where they would participate in the Messiah coming forth. He was coming forth. And, you know, the Jews believe that, that because they were um, wicked and bad, they, they, they delayed the Messiah's coming. Well, you don't have a right to do that. (laughs) You, you cannot, he's not judging and he did not come because of your righteousness. He came because of his own. So, you know, having that thought process totally misses the, the concept of who our God is and how he operates with us. 
he sent the Messiah because of his faithfulness, not because of ours. And, it, on, and on the contrary, the fact that they rebelled against God meant they needed a Messiah even more. Mm-hmm. And all the times through scripture we see where they rebelled against God, that's when he sent a Messiah. And um, uh, the Apostle Paul says it like this, when wickedness abounds, grace that much more abounds. And by sending a Messiah, you mean a deliverer? Yes, a deliverer, um, but I mean, I'm also talking about the specific Jesus Christ of Nazareth, him coming when he did, but yes. even through patterns of what we saw in God, he sent deliverers. Amen. He sent, um, and they are types and shadows of the Messiah, so Amen. thank you for clarifying that for me. But he sent someone, he sent Moses, he sent Joshua, he sent, you know, you can Even Samson. Him. Exactly, Samson. He sent Samuel, he sent, um, we were just talking about- Gideon. Gideon, thank you. Um, yes. We He sent- people over and over and over, but the Messiah, the anointed one, the one who had the mm-hmm. blood that would blot out our transgressions and remove our sins was on a fixed point on God's calendar. Mm-hmm. So you can create delay in your own life based on your obedience or disobedience. You can miss God's plan for you, but it won't stop God's overall and overarching plan because it's on his calendar. So we have to kind of keep in mind that there is a difference between God's sovereignty and our right to choose and how those play together. God doesn't have to stop one to do the other. He can do them all at the same time and he's able to keep his word. He never violates himself. Otherwise he wouldn't be God. He would be a liar just like the devil and he's not, he is a good God. So which explains the difference from uh, about wills, right? There's the Lord's perfect will, there's his permissive will, mm-hmm. and then there's just flat out opposition because you have free will. Right. So you can choose to be completely stubborn, obstinate, rebellious, whichever way you want to phrase it, to the, the plan of the Lord. But therein also is choosing your place. Right. And, and your obstinacy, you can be mad at God all you want and you can refuse to act, but you only affect what you experience, your role in the plan, not the overall plan. It's like saying there's a play going on mm-hmm. and one of our actors refused to come and you know they, they were assigned a role in the play, but they refused to show up on opening day. The play must go on. The, the, the show, show must go on. We understand that in the natural when it comes in terms of that, they should get another actor, put them in there and let's go, right? Yes. But when it comes to God, we think that he has to do one or the other. Well, no, Saul didn't work. Right. King Saul didn't work out, but David had already been selected to be the king. Mm-hmm. Right. So but God- that was always the plan. Right. There was you, we would call it a backup. Right. But no, the Lord doesn't think on that succession is always in his plan. Right. And his perfect will is always in the works. And he he also selects people that he knows will do his will. Amen. And, he, and, and that's what he said gives, about David. I know that you will do what I asked you to do. Exactly. Right. Where Saul was given the opportunity. But he knew David's heart, and he knew he would always do his will, just like Jesus would always do the will of our Heavenly Father and put that above his own will, uh, essentially making the will of the Father his will, which is what we all need to do, um, which is just incredible when you really think about that. Mm. Right? But going back to the, to the free will part, we have a choice. Right, but our choice doesn't stop God's plan. Amen. That's and, the big thing. And, and with that free will and succession. Succession's always in the Lord's plan. That's where I wanted to go with it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. And, and you, honey, for participating in that, that thing, right? Succession's always in the Lord's plan. We, in the natural, right, when we think of succession, 
It's, oh, I got to pick one or two people and then train and raise them up. But that's finite. Our Lord is infinite and omnipresent and omniscient and and sovereign, right? He knows all, sees all, and he's everywhere at once. Mm -hmm. So he's not just training and raising up one person. He's doing this all over with many. And he puts them in leadership where he wants. Mm -hmm. So kind of like Elijah going, I'm the only one. Lord. Right. And he's like, no, like, no, no. <laughs> be quiet. Don't. I've got 7,000. That hasn't bowed <laughs> right. the knee <laughs> but the, or kissed Baal. But yeah. to Elijah's perspective and, you know, his, his view, uh, you know, of, from, from his vantage point, he was, he was it. He was the last one left. Everybody else was dead. And then instantly when the, when he, Elijah quit, when he gave up on, doing anything else with with this and you know he mm -hmm. was like i've had enough immediately god said go anoint elisha elisha and raise him be? train him up yes how can that be if that was an oh, oh darn it shucks you quit my man quit <laughs> i gotta go make another plan no god's plan is always going to go forward it's always going to go forward and he is always working his plan but we have a decision of whether or not we will participate and how we're going to participate with it. We're not going to stop God. I could never stop the Messiah from coming. I can't stop his return. No matter how bad folks mm -hmm. are, how rough things get, it does not matter. God is going to do what he said he's going to do. It's just a matter of where will I be in that plan? Am I going to find myself mm -hmm. on the side of Christ and being used by God for the better? Or am I going to find myself, the Lord taking an opportunity and turning every trap and set and wicked thing that I do mm -hmm. around and using it as an opportunity to bring his plan to pass? Amen. So even on that, that example you just gave, Elijah and Elisha, mm -hmm. right? Then let's look at Elisha. Mm -hmm. And before it was Elijah training Elisha and they kind of associated with the school of the prophets. Mm -hmm. But then when Elisha is now uh, the main prophet on the scene, mm -hmm. he's the head of the school of the prophets. Mm -hmm. So he's training many to have the role and the place and, and how to hear from the Lord the way he does and mm -hmm. come into that type of relationship. Amen. So succession is always in the plan of the Lord. It just may not look like what we think it should look like. Mm -hmm. But rest assured, that's always in the in the Lord's plan. Amen. What else? Go ahead, promise. Well, um, the Lord's talking to you about um, verse forty-one, where it says, "Behold, you despisers, despisers, marvel and perish, for I work work in your days a work which you by no means believe, though one were to, one were to declare it to you." And the Lord reminded me of two main scriptures. One of them was Proverbs 1, um, verse 27, where it said, and it says, When your terror comes like a storm, and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. And it, this section of scripture is talking about how wisdom is calling out to the people, but they won't listen to them, mm -hmm. and that's what happened to them. Mm-hmm. It then Lord also remind me of First Peter verse where is it? Verse seven says that the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Okay. And so the Lord remind me of how um, let's see, let me get back to Acts. All right, sir. <laughs> 
He's turning over to Acts chapter 13. Is that where you're going? Yes. Okay. Well, tell us why you get there. And it, how I was talking about how that the Lord erased its sown among them and how they wouldn't believe it because that's not what they wanted and mm -hmm. it's not what they saw, mm -hmm. not what they wanted to see, sorry. Right. And how when they did that, bec because they chose that, in effect, they're choosing to turn against the Lord. As a result, destruction was going to come. And how it said that marvel and the Lord uh, remind me that one of the one of the meanings of marvel is to be surprised about something mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or shocked or horrified. Okay. To wonder and be in amazement. Mm -hmm. Yes. That can be a negative or a positive thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead. And the Lord also remind me that. Oh, um, with Marlon, he reminded me of the Roman... Um, centurion? Not the centurion. The Roman soldiers when they were crucifying God and said the oh. earth shook in. Oh, okay. The, yep, yep. And they said, this really is the son of God. And they're marveling about it. Mm -hmm. And the Lord showing that with that, Peter was... Not Peter. Paul was giving them an opportunity to go, hey, this is the plan of God. You can either join with God and be a part of the building be a part of the building which the Lord is building mm -hmm. and be a part of the body of Christ or you're going to choose the other part which is destruction. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then also there is a final scripture inside for Proverbs 29 where it said that he who stiffens his necks will, stiffen will be destroyed suddenly with that, and that without remedy. Mm. Mm. Amen. It's interesting, interesting points there, sir. And um, as you were speaking, I was reminded of, uh, and it's written in, in Acts 13, about David again, right? David was rejected. So much so that they did not even consider him worthy to be called in when the prophet showed up at the house and said, hey, there's, there's a king here, mm -hmm. and I have to anoint them, right? Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's more about getting our eyes off what we think we're looking for. Right, it talks about Saul uh, at the time, King Saul, and his stature, right? His his build and how tall he was and handsome and all these other things. Mm. Where it talks then, in contrast, you have David, ruddy complexion, right? Which means he had acne and all, right? I just and had been out in the sun, and working out, exactly hard. with sheep, right? Stinky and so dirty. But looking at that, but then you see what happened reaching the fullness right when saul reached his fullness and was actually brought in as king right there was nothing but calamity right all but yes yeah there were some early victories but there was a lot of war and fighting and bloodshed and calamity and yes that also happened in david's time but the constant is sin because they would not just submit to the will of the lord they and the nation ultimately experienced tons of warfare and fighting. However, right, David was rejected, but then you saw him as he grew and what it brought about, right? Ultimately, he raised up Solomon and there was nothing but peace in Solomon's time and riches and blessing. And that's how the Lord intended for it to be from the beginning, right? Yes. But we have to receive the Lord as 
I'll say, as he is, he, and he is God. Don't just, and we've been talking about this for you know, a couple, two, three episodes now, about just, the Lord is who he is. Mm-hmm. He may not look like what we perceive him to be, right? How we envisioned him in our mind. He may not do exactly what we thought, or he may not handle the situation in our lives exactly how we thought he would handle it, is what I mean, by doing what we thought he would do. We imagined he like, would do. Thank you, yes. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have to. He's God. And what he does is perfect. And it's not just about the one scenario and situation. He is the ultimate chess player because he's played chess throughout all of all of time and human existence. And he's calculated every move. And so he's thinking that far out he's to eternity. Already, he's already seen the end. He exactly. Knows what Calling the, the end from be. the beginning. Mm-hmm. So he knows what's needed. Not just for that one situation, but for the next one and the next one. And not just in your life, but in every life. That has ever been or will ever be. Amen. Every spiritual being that's ever been created, everyone who will go to the lake of fire, everyone who will go to heaven, when, the date, the times, the hour. Amen. He knows. He knows the numbers of the hair on our head. He's counted our tears. He knows the years that we have mm-hmm. wandered around, the years that we've been hurting, the years that we've been looking for answers. He knows the years that we were without him and disobeyed him. He knows all those things. And at the like, it's not like, wait, let me go look it up real quick. It's not he, like he has to go search it and, and research it. He knows it. What a mighty God we serve. So I, I say that to encourage you to put your trust, your faith in the Lord. He's worthy of it and of our praise. Absolutely. Amen. But he's worthy of your trust. Amen. Unlike any person on this earth, he is the one that you can trust. He is, he will never violate his own word. He is faithful to do everything he said he would do. Mm-hmm. So I want to read Romans chapter five, just to touch back on what we were talking about. And it says, Um, This is verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. And we were talking about that. The Lord is not, you know, like when we sin, he doesn't just shrink away and and fly away. (laughs) He he has had a pattern of bringing a redeemer, if you will, bringing a deliverer and the the Messiah on his calendar, his time point. Amen. Amen. Let's pause there for today. And um, as we bring this to a close, can I get a volunteer to to lead us in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for your written, Lord, and we just thank you that you provide knowledge and wisdom along with your word, Lord, and that you continue to speak to us today, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for the personal relationship we can have with you, Lord, and that you're not standoffish or you don't rebuff us, or send us away, Lord, but that you embrace us and draw us closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you.
Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.